You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Yo, your Los Angeles claps kind of weak, man. Uh, you know what? I don't have a mic stand currently. I'm. Uh, this is handheld. You're getting me Bono style in in the uh, in the vocal booth, holding the Shure uh, what fifty seven seventy eight whatever whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. uh, and just going, man. So I only have one free hand. Whatever. All right. The battle's just begun. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yo, uh, f- before we get into it today, let's let's thank our sponsors. Uh, let's shout out Closed Casket, Act- Closed Casket Activities to Live a Lie Records, two of our favorites. You're going to go to their web stores, enter the promo code TOM. Axe to grind. Patrick, you're going to want to spell it out. Boom, boom. But today we are talking about our two other sponsors. So I was thinking about pivoting, guys, and doing... Support for today's podcast comes from, um, so maybe we'll do that next episode. Support from today for today's podcast comes from Run for Cover Records. Uh, we're going to go to runforcoverrecords.com, hit their store, and dig around. There's a bunch of stuff in there. Why don't we round robin? Why don't one of you guys throw out throw out something that you're you're interested in in that Run for Cover Records web store? All right, I am okay. on. I'll go first. <clears throat> you go first. I am on the Run for Cover. Um, mailing list and i got an email this morning that they did a limited edition reissue of youth by citizen on um red vinyl which is looks very beautiful so i think that would be my choice okay a, a big record for a lot of people huge record for a lot of people absolutely yeah, yeah. Patrick. for sure uh i'll go with the puzzles and I saw people going both ways on this. I saw people excited, and then I saw people uh, being dismissive. I just want to address the people being dismissive. This is not because Run for Cover is a sponsor. They're also my friends. I could shit on a thing if I didn't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no harm here, dudes. <laughs> like the the only part of it that was offensive to me was that they're 500 piece, not a thousand. You know what I'm saying? So yo, thousand uh, piece would have been like thousand piece would have helped sell it to me. Like if yeah, you're same. if I'm bored, let's make me really bored. You know. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just I thought that was so weird. Like, I guess there is merch that like I remember. You know, I've mentioned this seven times, but uh, EVR was selling Coheed and Cambria belt buckles, and I always felt that that was a bit much. <laughs> but like, yo, a puzzle while you listen to a record, maybe it's just like where I'm at in life that I like. I, I like these sort of things that I can zone and just try to do with my hands. But yo, that sounds mm. lit to me. So I, I didn't. I kind of didn't understand anybody being down on that one. I, and granted, ninety percent of what which I Which puzzle was, you getting? Give me something that's hard. So probably the um, is the turnover <laughs> record in there? Is that is turnover peripheral visions in there? I think that's a hard one. That's 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 the what one I'm saying. Like with the I want the challenge. Sepia tone almost. Yeah. With a spider web. Yeah, that's the one. I think that's the one. 
that or maybe the the basement cover with the backpack photo yeah because that could be confusing i wish I could i'm colorblind this sounds like my absolute oh yeah <laughs> tom this is this, like a this will be this will be when we do our vacation in la we'll 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 get one of the puzzles to bring with us and it'll be our first uh Unique YouTube content in a while. <laughs> I was talking to Taylor from California. You sent us all the the sweets because Pat mm. doesn't answer. Yeah, and he's recommending that we do a California road trip, like mm. and hit some of the spots that we're not as all familiar. Like he had mentioned about Pomona. Oh, I know Pomona very well. And I was like, I've only been to the Glass House, and I remember nothing about it. And he was saying how Zobalba actually makes sense coming from Pomona and all this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And he was mentioning, I was like, wow, we did like a week of just driving around California recording. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe we throw Eric Wilson in the backseat, like in the doghouse, like all the way in the back. Mm. And just like you know, record a bunch way of Way back. Yeah. Uh, we can stop at Pitzer College, hit Dr. Strange Records. Uh, I'm all in on Pomona. Good yeah. area. Um, I'm going to, you know what, guys? It was, my, uh, it was my birthday the other day. Do you want to know what I got for presents? Socks. Drawing from from the from the dude from himself. Easton. No, nothing. Not a damn thing. Damn. Um, right on. Yeah, it's it's like that these days. Uh, I'm I'm treating myself to the V Moda X Run for Cover Crossfade LP2 headphones. You know why? Because in my old age, I walk around. I got these free Beats Bluetooth headphones that I just walk around my house listening to stuff on, and it's really pleasant. So I'm gonna upgrade. It's got that cool Run for Cover logo on the one ear. I'm all in. So uh, go to runforcoverrecords.com. Enter the promo code Patrick. Axe to grind. And Tom, what do you got to do with it? You have to spell it out. Pat, you good? Why? What happened? <laughs> you checking Twitter? Are you on fucking Tinder? What are you doing? He's doing. Why? He's what doing he, some live. He's he's live storying right now as we speak. No, I'm running my I'm running my my hand through my hair, and I'm thinking about the, the fact that those headphones. The reason I would get them is so people on the street realize that I'm listening to music and not to talk to me. And then I just got sad thinking it doesn't matter. They would still talk to me. Oh yeah, those do not preclude people from asking questions no. or. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, yeah, but you know what? Deathwish Inc. And you can go to their website now, deathwishing.com. Find purveyors of aggressive music of all types. That's true. But what I want to talk about is that they have shirts that you, me, and other you all find cool. But if you're walking down the street in some of these, sometimes it gives a, the mainstream audience like the like, hey, I'm not trying to talk to you vibe. So uh, that's where I want to start us off. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Deathwish, if you go to deathwishinc.com, go to their store, go right to shirts. Um, if you sort it, there, I actually, yo, there's some really good web stores and some really bad ones. I've really gotten into, Deathwish does this, a lot of them do it, sorting from new to old, meaning yes. the newest listed stuff. That's the move. Love that. Um, and I'm picking out some shirts. I am actually, <clears throat> I'm not buying this for me. But Patrick, this is your your Christmas present. I'm Thank getting you. you the Converge When Forever Comes Crashing classic black T-shirt. Um, oh, I'm in. I don't think I've seen this design. It's the it's. I mean, I think it's the album art essentially, um, with the weird like skeleton fetus thing. Uh, yo, it's that's a off-putting shirt, but is also really awesome. So, 
I'm going to get that. That's for you in a solid large these days, right, big boy? Big man. Mm. Yo. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my figure back. Just keep shaming me. It'll help. You know. Tom, check Eric's story when you get a chance. It's rough. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys getting? Get a shirt. That was actually in my cart. That's in yours? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I love that shirt. It's a really good shirt. It's a really good shirt, actually. And it plays into later on in the episode. Mm. That's what we call Hold a tease on. in a biz. Yeah, that's a teaser. <laughs> Maybe you could help me pick. So <laughs> I, I have found that the Sick of It All shirt that a uh, uh, friend and listener, Dave Ackerman, uh, gifted me is a big hit mm. with delivery people. Uh, when I am oh, yeah. walking on the street, if there's a UPS guy, uh, uh, an Amazon guy, et cetera, every one of them likes sick of it all. Uh, so it's a conversation. Tom, starter. it's an original. It's it's an original sick of it all uh, seven inch era shirt. That's just a white shirt with the seven inch cover on it. It's cool. It oh, is that's cool. kind of awesome. Because uh, they also like to go sick of it all. Me too. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's two ways to win. So, <laughs> what, tell, tell me about what, it, brother. Give me a shirt Sorry. suggestion from from this Death Wish uh, drop that uh, will make me a success uh, on the days that I with with delivery people on days that I do that the sick of it all shirt is in the wash. What else we got? Okay, okay, well, that's, that's a good one. Oh, you know what? I think I've got it. It's right near the top. Uh, it is the sexless marriage T-shirt, which That'll has uh, I think I think it's got. Uh, got the the father the son and the holy mother or something like that is that how that goes but uh, yo it's a shirt that says sexless marriage you know what a dude delivering boxes is gonna say to you tom if you're wearing a sexless marriage shirt <laughs> dude hair, you and me both bro <laughs> yeah so, so that's it's in the cart boom it's in there tom what do you got i'm going since we passed a momentous uh anniversary the other day mm-hmm. i'm gonna go for um a record i'll buy it again whatever do it um, we just celebrated the 15th anniversary uh, anniversary of Into Oblivion oh, yeah. by mm. our friend Rise over in, in Belgium. Yes. So I'm going to go for that. They have it on black vinyl. So I'm going to go for that. And, um, Is that true? 15 years? Is that real? Yes, sir. Imagine that. Yeah. 2005, bro. Right wow. at the end of the year. Yeah. Which to me, like, yo, like, let's take a second here. Um, Tom's getting that. Uh, everyone go to deathwishing.com, enter the promo code Tom. Axe to grind. And Tom, what do you want to do with that? You have to spell that out. I didn't want Tom to, Patrick to mess that one up. Right, so, so we can I play, didn't play mess anything game. up. I'm killing these. No, you were you were you're fine. Um <laughs> Into Oblivion is an awesome record. We talk about it a little bit. We should probably talk about it more. That record <clears throat> to me marks like this funny peak phase of like a new era of death wish stuff like death wish had kind of an early era where like you know a lot of the hits from the early 2000s the stuff that they kind of like carved a niche for but it wasn't till into oblivion where i think they kind of they a new wave crested you know and uh i think that wave runs all the way up you know, basically to, 
you know, uh, you can include some of the blacklisted stuff, but like blacklisted pivots their sound a little bit. But like it runs all the way to the last blacklisted LP to me in different like eras of Death Wish. Uh, so, so an important record, like one of the coolest records I can think of. And, uh, and yeah, very like, big in the States, which is always yeah. not the easiest. It's not always the easiest thing for folks from mm-hmm. Europe and abroad. Like that record hit in, in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, True. it has so much character, personality, and straight up chops. But even if you have all those things, you might not have tracks. And this record has tracks. So that shout out. Shout out to Rise and Fall. Shout out to Into Oblivion. Everybody, thank you. Check that out. Guys, what do we got today? It's a fun exercise. Mm. It's the only fun exercise. Mm. Yes. Get it? Although that's what Patrick said. Hey, listen, these these kettlebells are pretty fun. The compound movement thing the is keeping me engaged. You know, um, I'm gonna fascinate him. Remember when he fascinated me forever? I'm oh, listen, it's time, I'm, brother. It's, it, here's the thing, though. I am game to be fat shamed. If if any of our listeners want to, so I always have people dropping in in my DMs to tell me I'm ugly and stupid. If you just want to drop in and call me so fat, that's wild. fine too. It's so wild. That is so wild, wild. man. I, I, that is so I, fucked up. I, why man. are people so mean to our friend Patrick, man? If I could get in, if I could, well, I mean, have you seen in, the people that listen to Worst Possible Timeline? That's true. That's yeah, they think it's like for the a most game part. Provoked the shit out of me. Oh, that's true. <laughs> And I Where he provokes easy, everyone else, and then yeah, I'm not like I, I, I listen. If I'm sitting here being like, uh, if I can be a little sharp myself, it, like you know, what am I going to do? Lecture some kid on fucking being sharp to me? It's fine. Okay, all right, yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, so, yo, we we talked about an idea. This is this is the month that, as we close 2020. This is kind of our suggestion to the audience. And, and a reminder to ourselves, tidy up, tie off loose ends, finish up things you talk about, you know, I don't know, get your affairs in order. Uh, if a Russian bot steals all your money, figure that out, whatever it is. Mm. Um, <laughs> we, ha- we talked about an idea, hate. Tom, with yeah. regards to war zone. Everybody, that was a little behind yeah, the scenes. Backstory. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, Russia, currently, my money is in Russia. It's frustrating. But, but all right, go on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is this is turning into the plot of Axe to Grind Two, the uh, the Siberian Railway, <laughs> where we we have to take a train to rescue Patrick's uh, fucking pallet of money. The hunt yeah, for Richard. Red December. <laughs> yes, yeah. all his rupees. Uh, can, wait, um, can, can I can I talk about uh, kind of uh, trying to be your better self for a second? Uh, mm. I saw something online that didn't concern me, but pissed me off real hard, and I almost jumped in in a, in a partisan way, uh, taking somebody's side and fucking uh, aggressively. You know how bad that on, is. What are you doing? <laughs> aggressively shitting on the other party. And I typed out two texts or two tweets rather, deleted both one after the other being like, now, nah, now. Nah. And then I just closed the computer because it occurred to me that none of my fucking business you know what I mean? Like, why am I jumping in on something that's, and if I, if I could just make a suggestion, unless you are on that hostile little dude energy where you need the bad, you need the badness coming in to feel alive. If, you know, if you're loved, if you've got 
projects that you're invested in, if there's things that you care about, you don't need all that shit. Just close the fucking thing. Don't don't call Vic Berger names online. Don't just back away from it all. Uh, I it was better for me. Yo, wise words from PRIK. Um, <laughs> and other than being better for Pat, what else is there really? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I would. We gotta get. We need some soundboard stuff because I would have just played that like epic Jurassic Park music right there <laughs> to make it feel like like a moment had it just happened. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's just wise old Patrick with a cane, paunch, fully engorged at this point, walking around. This is what happens when you're nice on the internet. <laughs> Discover dinosaurs. Um, you didn't say the magic word, or whatever. Fucking yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we're we're gonna talk about hardcore now. Um, yes. With all due respect to everyone involved, and we'll all probably throw our own caveats here, uh, we're doing an activity called LP to EP. We did this because sometimes bands you love write very good records. Sometimes bands you love write good records. And sometimes on those good records, there are great songs, great songs. And you go, wow, what, what if dot 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 what if this was just these songs oh my god so um this is not to dismiss any individual records that we end up talking about here but we are looking to create some of the greatest eps ever made um please embellish further fellows sure so my thought was like you know how like when everyone goes like the antidote seven inch right and how like that's such a perfect record. Could you imagine if that was like spread out to an LP? Maybe not as good. It might be a little bit diluted. They came out with an LP. We, some of us know how that turned out. Mm. Not great. Mm. Um, but the, the thought when we kind of came up with this, it was sort of like, this is no slight on the full LP. But like, could you imagine the impact if like this seven inch you know, this this LP came out as one seven inch and nothing else. Like, imagine the fucking first four songs in Age of Quarrel being a seven inch and then nothing else. You'd be like, this is the greatest, you know, poor music ever made. Yeah. So I actually Pat might actually listen to it. I have a, yeah, then I might. I have a slightly different rationale. I have two themes to my picks. And they're, they're slightly different uh, uh, from where you guys went. I think you guys went with uh, material that is closer to classic than what I did. Uh, but there's a, there's, I, I think you'll see the rationale for why I did it w- once we get started. But uh, it, sure. it is to say that we did ourselves the favor of selecting LPs that we think are at the very least good. You know what I mean? So we could have done this exercise and yeah. said – here's some trash and we, we saved the gems. That's not exactly what we're doing here. We're, we're just trying to prune this into a perfect specimen. Right. And there's going to be, I guarantee you, you'll, you will go through our, our, our choices and you're going to be like, you picked song X rather than song Y guaranteed. Oh, yeah. get a lot of and that. you know what? Yeah. And I think that's awesome. You know, once this comes out, tweet at us. Set us DMs. Nothing, you know, don't not your middle finger or calling us, you know, ugly and stupid like you call Pat. But 
I think this is part of like, you know, or think of a record that you love and you'd be like, man, if I could pick these, you know, I, personally, I did it more on when, when we talked about this the last time, it was like seven, seven minutes per side. Mm, yeah. So for some bands, that's four songs. For some bands, it's like seven or yeah. eight. Okay. Or depend, they're all depending. So, I mean, Wait think about it. You can have like, – huh? Were you religious about that, Bob? Were you religious about it? No, I wasn't. I was I – was, because I, I also rationalized. And, like, please feel free if you need to. A 12-inch EP is different than an LP, too. You know what I mean? So I, I tried to be – I did I did do some stuff where I got more creative and did, like, here's what I think my side A would be. Here's what my side B would be. Oh, but I tried – I didn't I didn't go too hard. Oh, that's I, what I'll I definitely did. And I did, like oh. – Switching yeah, order and impressive. like this would be a good way to end the seven inch. I did that. I did that stuff too, but I okay. didn't. I wasn't killer. Like I, I probably they all fit anyways, but I wasn't like okay. This it's seven forty. I can't make it work. You know, like right. I you know, LP to EP. No offense, any way you take it. This is all stuff we like. Whether it's classics or records we just really like or or think like they're right there. Um, who wants to kick us off? I'm more than happy to do it to it. All right. Um, you know what? I wish I would have been clever enough to think of new, um, titles for these records. I thought about that, but yeah. Um, so I'm going to Boston to friends of ours, friends of all of ours. And I'm turning the when when forever comes crashing LP by Converge into a seven inch. Oh, hit okay. us! All right, so side A would starting off with starting off with my my unsaid everything. I'm mm-hmm. um, going right into Conduit. Yeah, classic. And the way Conduit, is, yeah, and it and it starts off with like this weird drum thing that it sounds like it could all be like one one song flowing into another. Um, side B, we're going. Uh, you know, we should do like I'll do like side one and side B, just because it's it's waka waka. Um, <laughs> love is arson, and then we're gonna end the record with when forever comes crashing. The okay. title track. Tom, what's what's the linchpin? What do you mean? I think conduit is the strongest track. Do you agree or no? The song. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. That's a song that they should still play. I don't think they do anymore. When Forever Comes Crashing is pretty nuts. Yes, and I think is. this was this was like a, a very weird time because this is when Steve Austin recorded them. And everything Steve Austin recorded sounded like today's the day. Yep. Mm. Like, like everything was super distorted and fucking weird. I would think Conduit is probably the best song on the record. But these are my four favorite songs from that LP as it is. So I think this, this makes a pretty solid record. It does. So, here's 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 my question that you you addressed early when we were talking about this, which was people are going to beef with our choices. But how sure. close? How fine. close to the consensus do you think you landed here? I think I came pretty close. If I had to guess, it's probably what's the name of that song? Maybe the high cost of playing God would have made the cut for some folks. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, and if I had an extra song or more time, I probably would have done that. But this is a quick, tight four songs, fourteen minutes, fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's blistering, right? I mean, so so you guys are both big on Conduit. Do you think that's the consensus? Like, do you think that's yes. when people talk about this record, that's one of the songs? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's what I think that's the only song that survived post Jane Doe. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. There's some stuff earlier stuff like the saddest day or whatever, but like yeah. a lot of that stuff has gone away and it's Jane Doe and after are their current set list. Yeah. True. So that that's mine. Converge forever came crashing. There you yep. go. That's a new title. Yo, so here's 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 something I was thinking about with this, and I think you both will vibe on it. If this was an EP, not an LP, because it's going to be yes and it's going to be no for some, does it change the trajectory of the band? Does it change the impact of this record? <sighs> That's tough. Because I think with this, this feels like the turning point for them. Yeah. To me, I don't, you know, like, I mean, Jane Doe was a record that everyone was like, fuck. But I think this was the record. I remember this coming out and like, that's when like Converge like took that next step to like, everybody loved Converge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That it didn't, you know what I mean? I think this was the the conduit, no pun intended, to Jane Doe. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like their other records were kind of like all over the place. Like this was the first one on EVR, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, which kind of I think helped. I think this was like you know the other one was on. I think there was one on Ferret, and then just like random EPs and stuff, and then they put together like that like comp record. But yeah, I think this was like their first kind of. They blew up from here. And I mean my my impression is like from my memory then this record did really well. People loved it. If you liked Converge at this time, you liked it. Patrick, do you think, as you know, and then Tom after that, Patrick, do you think if this was just a tight EP, it would have broadened Converge's fan base at that time? Because it, like, you know, Jane Doe, it just explodes. Yeah, it explodes. But it's not and like I'm they were nobody before, you know? And I'm also, I'm also maybe too close to this in a way, not because I, I love it. I actually prefer petitioning, but. I'm too close to it in the respect that I was going, I was going to Boston shows at this time. So and to these me, Boston shows. Yeah. Yeah. And converge was like by that time already was a, a monolith. You know what I mean? Like particularly yep. for college kids, a thing that we don't really talk about is like, you know, Boston is, or was, I, I you know, I am not as plugged into Boston as I used to be, but Boston used to live and die on, on new students. And, they f- and some this is not to there's no actual everybody that doesn't know if you're from a different part there's no real division to what I'm about to say but there's some real homer bands and then there's bands that mm-hmm. like attract a lot of the college students and converge was one of the ones who fucking destroyed the college students the college students fucking loved converge and those were my friends i i would go to see friends that went to college in boston and they were strung out on Converge, you know? <laughs> so so it, uh, I, I don't think I ever got a clear view of what Converge was worth in, in fucking Boise. You, you know what I mean? I, I have no understanding sure. of, of the pre-Jane Doe time because the only place that I experienced Converge was in Boston, was like a packed show, was, you, you know? So I, I'm too close, yeah. I think, in that way. Yo, how did they do in Albany? I have to imagine they did pretty well. They did. Okay. I mean, and we were touring at this time when this record came out, so I was able to kind of see it pop up 
Like, I feel like this and um, whatchamacallit, uh, the the first cave-in, like, comp record. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on it. Not not, not until your heart yeah, stops. Uh, everyone's yelling. Beyond Hyperthermia. Uh, no, beyond Hyperthermia. I feel like those two records. Yeah. Pat? <laughs> Sorry, I just had a stroke. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I feel like touring those records were the ones that a lot of venues and people were playing at the time. Yes, true, true. Um, I want to uh, send a quick belated RIP to our former co-host, Patrick. Uh, a GoFundMe has been set up in his honor. Uh, Rest in power, bro. Uh, please consider donating Thank to you. your local charities. Um, Tidy P. Uh, Patrick, why don't you go next? Okay. Uh, so I have two different themes to mine. And th- the first theme is an arguable classic that you can't give to somebody that doesn't like the genre. But if you, because it's just too much content, too much of the same. But if you pared it down to a four song or a three song, it's mm-hmm. so digestible that it, it would expand the listenership in my view. And that's cold as life born to land hard, which we'll just call born hard now. Uh, and <laughs> the, the reason, so I don't know when the last time you guys revisited a cold as life record was anytime, anytime in the recent past. Uh, it's actually, it's been a minute, but I've been meaning to revisit born to land hard. I think the last time I listened to it was like two years ago. Okay. I had the CDs, but I haven't heard. It's not on streaming or is it? Or it hadn't uh, been. No, I don't, I don't know if it is. There's, there's a lot of shit. I think the last time I listened to it, it was on YouTube. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm too old for YouTube listening. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, Born to Land Hard is the classic that people want it to be, but it is also entirely too much. There's it's it becomes too samey unless this is your this is your genre through and through, and Mm. if you cut it down to say title track. Ski Mask and a 45. 10 to Midnight, which is maybe a controversial pick because it's five minutes long. <laughs> it's fucking brutally yeah. long. But it's kind of, it's really epic as far as this type of music goes. It's like there's scale to it, you know? Uh, and then you go with, with uh, the actual song, Coldest Life, which is a short one. Uh, you would, I think, honestly, this would be even more of a classic because it would hit so fucking hard, and not, not, no chance it overstays its welcome. So, uh, this is kind of my yes, this is a classic, but <laughs> it's section. So this is that's born hard, born hard. The EP, yo, uh, ski mask and a forty-five. That's the track. If there's just one song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that Cold as Life keeps the crown for the like when people want to do the like which band would win in a fight. I, I just I feel like they're it's an easy answer, but even if there's other also correct answers, it's the correct answer. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. We're all on. There. Yeah. They um, know about what they sing. 
<laughs> yes, that's very true. Um, all right, so I am uh, pivoting. I'm going to go a little older here. I'm going to do one that I think is considered a stone cold classic in the punk world. Uh, it's very highly recognizable. Uh, we're going to do the adolescence self-titled LP, Ooh, okay. um, which is <clears throat> everybody knows it. Blue cover, red text, just as adult essence. Um, and, and like part of this activity has made me revisit some records. I was, I have a whole list of records. I was like, maybe this, maybe that this record's really good. And there's actually elements of it that I forgot about. I think everybody knows the hits on it, which are probably going to end up on the EP, but some of the deep cuts are good. And one of the questions I was asking myself walking through this was like, if I chop this into an EP, does it lose some of the essence of the full length with this record? It does a little bit, but it's okay because the adolescence record, this fits somewhere between like, if someone's like, I really like descendants, Milo goes to college and I like black flag damage. Adolescence self-titled fits right between those two things. There's a lot of SoCal punk, but there's also tracks on here that like speed it up. Uh, feel a little more hardcore, um, kind of lean into some Black Flag stuff. There's there's parts on this record, songs that actually remind me of stuff like the Midwest sound that predates a lot of that Midwest stuff. So, you know, like there's stuff on here that actually makes me think of the Necros. Those songs don't make my self-titled EP. And how can you change the cover art, right? Like I have to keep that cover art, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I feel like that's so kind of... It's iconic. Oh, absolutely! I can I've, I can picture that shirt. Exactly. I've seen so many people wear that exact shirt. That and it works so well as the translation from album to shirt to sticker to whatever. Just because yep. it's just boom. All right. So the adolescent self-titled seven. The A side of the EP is Creatures into Kids of the Black Hole. Yep. The B side opens with the song No Way and goes right into Amoeba. Four songs. Boom. Kids of the Black Hole and Amoeba are the hits. No doubt. Creatures, I think, is a low-key, really cool song. And No Way is actually the song that, on the album, plays between Kids of the Black Hole and Amoeba. Right. And it flows so perfectly. And I think it actually... They have a few, like, tricks of the trade that they stir up for, like, drama in the way they build the song. Like, these little build-ups... But I think that they do them best on Kids of the Black Hole, No Way, and Amoeba. So that's where I kept it. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. There are some really good songs on here that I left off. But I think if you just did these four songs, it's the kind of thing where it's like, if this was that, if this was it, people would be like, oh my God, who's this band and where do I get more of it? You know? Right, right. And that's all, that's one set, like, oh, okay. I didn't know if that was one side. I was like, I oh, no, no. Yeah, know. that's the that's a full whole, thing. The whole thing. Creatures, Kids of the Black Hole. God damn. No way. Amoeba. Boom. Which That's Punk 7 and Chevron. That's what I'm thinking. Is that kind of energy with an EP? Like, part of this, think about it like this way, audience. Um, if this came out and they didn't release other material, you'd be like, holy shit, what would their LP sound like? This is sort of the other side of that. Inside Out, what if what would the Inside Out LP sound like? Well, right. we don't know because they only released the 7-inch, which is awesome. 
if this was just a seven inch, we would be like, holy shit. Like what would the rest, the rest of the adolescence record isn't kids of the black hole or amoeba. No, it, it, there's a lot more like fast tracks. There's a couple songs that I think are like, they're fine, but they're not particularly like, they're not punk classics like these songs. So uh, yeah, this is, the, this is the EP that would leave everybody wanting more from that band. I like it. Love it. Yeah. Well done. All right. Uh, Tom, why don't you hit us? All right, so you know what I, I had, I went full like mostly metalcore this go around, but I'm gonna skip two metalcore ones that I have in the clutch, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna go the most current uh, record so far. All right, um, I'm going to Baltimore, mm. um, and we're gonna call this "Secret of the World" because it's shorter than "Secrets of the World." <laughs> How about "Secrets of Maryland"? I there. want just oh, I like secrets of Colony uh, on yeah. Ooh, what right. is that Route Seven, the the kids' dance club at Guptill's Roller Rink. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. So there is a there, yeah, that's true. Secrets, uh, uh, no, no, no dress code. Yo, um, Tom, let me explain this. Sure, please. <laughs> the world's largest indoor roller rink, uh, which I don't even know if that's true, but that's how they advertise it. Guptills. Definitely, I think fake, we've yeah. mentioned Go it here on. before. Yep. Uh, very like you can step in that place. I think the first time I went there was 1987. It's the same exactly. Uh, I think maybe they have some new video games, but maybe not in the arcade. Um, but then attached, so you go in giant roller rink, really retro feeling, uh, like little eating area where you roller skate in to get your food and all that. Recipe for disaster. Right. Oh, I've seen so many people eat it in there, like trying to carry a tray. Not literally. Skates. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then small arcade, couple party rooms, then secrets. <clears throat> uh, Patrick, can you describe secrets to Tom while I think about doing the Bartman while I was there? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I actually don't know if I ever stepped foot in secrets. I was definitely uh, oh. would eat. I would definitely eat onion rings in the uh, space just outside Secrets. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I guess it's up to me, the club goer. Um, <laughs> please. Tom, Secrets was just straight up a full-blown nightclub designed for 12, like 10 to 13. For children. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, all right. Let me put it to you. There's a dance. There's a like dance floor with like disco ball and like main floor where there's light up tiles and all that. And you might go, well, okay. And you guys talked about this like little, you know, concession stand where you can go get food. Don't worry, Tom. There's a full bar with no alcohol, but a bar in secrets where you can get virgin drinks. Like daiquiris uh, and like I'm not alcohol beers, I think. <laughs> that sounds dope. Uh as a eleven year old it was. I think by fourteen like it's the road to hard drugs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but if I was like a sixteen-year-old straight edge kid that was like had a place like that I could go to, I'd yeah, be, into be it. social in some way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and not be the weird inside kid or indoor kid. Yo, I I I didn't make it long enough in the capital district to to be a sixteen-year-old there, but it it definitely like I, I went to Secrets more than once. It was it was weird. It was cool. Like at the time, it was cool. Um, but it was really like, 
like it was almost like they were grooming us to go to clubs. So, I mean, you know, uh, they failed on me, but I think they succeeded on, on like nine out of 10. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, you know, this today's episode was brought to you by Guptals, uh, roller ring and <laughs> secrets, the dance club for 12 year olds. Um, sorry for hijacking. Please go ahead. Secrets, secret of the world. <laughs> so again, as a, you know, just to explain this, I love this whole record. I am a TUI stan. But, you know, if we were doing like we were, I was trying to think I it's easy to do this for like the fucking 1987 record. I would like to do something relatively, you know, more current. Yeah. Not too current that it's really offensive because it's like if someone put out a record in 2020, you're like, yo, if you cut like three songs off that, it would have been dope. I don't want to do that either. But I think this is far enough removed that like you'll hurt no feelings. Mm. Um, so I, my, so this is one when we were saying about, you know, songs that were shorter, I would not if I if. If I ask you guys, like TUI, this era TUI especially, short or long songs, what would you think? I remember long. I would have gone medium because it feels like they're transitioning. But I was able to get six songs in twelve minutes. Y- yeah, I oh, mean really? they still have some burners there, you know. Yeah, I mean one of the songs is three minutes, but one, you know. All right, so I'll, here's side A. I'm gonna start off the record. Put Sea God number one. Yeah, great. Definitely. Fuck you. Like, just seriously, just go, like, kill yourself. Um, going into Against the Wall, deep cut that I think people overlook. Great song. Great song. I'm moving that up to number two. Closing out the first half with the theme song, TUI. Okay. I mean, great. So Flipping it over, we go the hit. Top three hits for them, probably. Believe. Yep. Yeah, sick. Still gets me stoked all these years later. Then we're going into Gemini. <sighs> right. Closing it out with From Birth. Great song. Wow. So which I revisited today. Right at the end. Yes. The whole like From Birth to the Hearse. So fucking good. So that, yeah, that's the Secret of the World 7 inch. Six songs, 12 minutes, all bangers. Yo. Stop it. If someone were smart just doing that for funsies basically like oh we're gonna press 500 of these this is secret of the world uh it's just like cool songs off the lp here it is as a seven inch i'm shocked that that many songs fit and that like there's a couple other songs that are good but those those are the tracks i would have picked too like i love against the wall i love sea god yeah damn is this is this an idea for folks coming out of corona Maybe put out a fucking four song greatest hits kind of thing to kind of remind people who you are. That's, a, that's if you can do it with the right energy. I, I'm I'm not against it. And I mean, and re-record or not re-record. I'm always yeah. I, I for my own personal work, especially in decision, I would ask to re-record it mm, mm, mm. Yeah, just because it's I, like, I have, hey, I was twelve. Yeah. I have an yeah. argument against re-recording coming up, <laughs> so we'll get. Yeah, there. yeah. Well, Pat, as a sick of it all guy. Yep. Did you ever listen to that 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 the re-recorded like greatest hits record? Yeah, and I'm actually not mad at it. No, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, like because like, they're pe- such a better band now. I think, and people don't want that to be cool, <laughs> but but it kind of is. Right, people root against that. Yeah, Bob, have you ever checked that out? No, 
but I could imagine it, it being good because of who sick of it all is and because of when they did it. You know what I mean? Like I forget what it's called, like undisputed, un I don't know, whatever it is. But it's literally like all the hits throughout the year. So imagine like hearing a blood, sweat, and no tear song with like you know, 2015 Lou on vocals, mm-hmm. drumming's better. Sure. Craig Ahead is a fucking all-time bass player. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. such a great listen. I bet it is. No, see, like, uh, I think I can make arguments against the re-record, but yeah. also at this point, like, I, I think it can be fun if you do it right. Like, I, uh, for a weird project we did where, where me and a couple homies did uh we went to listen to all the post 2000 suicidal tendencies records Ooh, okay. uh one of them is them re-recording oh yeah a bunch of songs what band was that that was it was like one of the psycho bands like one of the venice bands um they re-recorded a whole record of covers and it sounds fucking great like it it's it's like it, it was unfair to compare the other suicidal records to it because like oh these are actually just really cool songs like these are good like 80s venice thrash songs that that now uh no mercy they redid a bunch of no mercy songs oh wild um, yeah yeah it's awesome i uh, thought you meant they were talking about the suicidal right they because suicidal Suicidal's like, done a they, bunch of those re-recordings they've done like, still psycho after all these years and it's like oh man you got funky yeah, still psycho trap. after all these years sucks dick uh no mercy fool is them doing a bunch of no mercy songs and it's oh, pretty good it's pretty good oh, that's pretty sick. um or still psycho punk after all these years, because I think that's them doing another re-recording thing. So yeah, uh, how about that? Um, yo, that's perfect. All right, PK, can you can you drop us something that's even close to that TUI? Uh, no, I'm going to go in a different direction, and I don't think it's well. I'm sticking with my hey. To a lot of people, this is a classic record, but you cannot get neophytes into it at all. And that's Harvest Living with a God Complex. Mm. This record's production means that the songs, even when different, start to sound too similar. And the, the it becomes like an earmush for a lot of people, and they don't get to appreciate some of the better written songs. So Yeah, can I, I, I want, can I interject for one second? Please. I feel like this record, you know, recording aside is kind of at the top of this entire type of music. So is that a fair? Well, it's an, it's interesting. You said to me it is. Brian Murray and I talked friend of the podcast, Brian Murray and I talked about this today as we listened to it. <clears throat> and, uh, we're not sure that harvest got the fanatical love that like, this is my favorite band energy that, that some of the bands got, maybe some of the bands that aren't as good as them got, but, pretty it's hard to say harvest is not good <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's it would be hard if you liked no, this type yeah. of music at all to say they're not good so and nothing sounded like it at the time no well that's i'm gonna get into that but i think that this record yeah. actually hurts them in a lot of ways because the production and the fact that it is like the way that it's sequenced even because there's a couple different moments on uh, moments on this record but it's sequenced in such a way that it's easy for a listener to just, it it becomes mush for somebody that's not a devotee of this type of music. So I'm going to go denounce, right? Which is a pretty insane song. Uh, Lament also fairly insane, but then I'm going to go. And for people that don't know, if you're not into harvest uh, it's insane in the very Tom's right. It's, 
it's singular. Like people want to lump them into nineties hardcore. Yeah, for sure. But it's like if the new age guys were trying to be, uh, like if, if, if people were trying to play new age records, uh, without ever having heard one, you know, what I mean? like it's, it's very strange. <laughs> and the song Ahimsa is barely a song. And if they had done more content like that, I think mm. that their legacy would be totally enshrined because they'd have haters then nobody hates harvest, but they would have haters if they put out a full record that sounded like a Himsa. but they would also mean the fucking world to mosh kids. It is a ludicrously put together heavy song. Uh, so I'm going with that and then I'll end with one oh one. It's not, not perfect, but it's, it demonstrates them trying different things. And I think it's more successful at trying different things than, than the other two tracks on the record where they try different things. So th that's my, we'll just call it, uh, let's see, living God will be the name of, uh, of this mm. EP. And, uh, I think that it is, uh, if you're not a harvest fan, play these four songs that I just, uh, listed and see if you could slide in now that it's a little less intimidating. How did you not go with living in an apartment complex? Ah. <laughs> Instead of living with a God complex. Come on. Yeah, and better. you put together a great definition without Epicure, which is a bona fide, we've talked about this, 90s heavy hardcore classic. Classic. Like for that genre of music, top 10. But I, th you, I think, I think a Himsa is just... I think a himsa is just as wild. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Patrick, where do you put the, this is, is this more, oh, and this oh, is where we on. start we're, splitting atoms? We're, we're getting, we're getting a friend message here. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Jeremy, you're currently live. I don't, I, I didn't mean to give you the impression oh. that you, I, I didn't mean to, to drag you into this. Uh, so I was texting Jeremy with his recommendations on something that he would turn into uh, an EP 
and he was giving me current music, which we can't really do because some of the young bucks mm. are real sensitive. So, uh, so, so Jeremy, uh, am I putting you on the spot? Did you have an answer for me or did you need, uh, like more rules? No. Well, <laughs> what I can say is, which I, I don't know if you've talked about this, in this conversation and I don't, I don't want to take up so much of your time. Also, hi everybody. It's nice to, nice to kind of not. Be hey Jeremy. <laughs> is, uh, I feel like a lot of the early 2000s uh, metalcore stuff was a lot of records that, yeah, were exciting and fun, and everyone kind of always knew track one through five. Yep. Mm. But then the rest of the stuff never really connected, or a lot of those bands didn't even like touch that later end of the record, even when they played live. You know, like the first record that I thought of was like, there's like an unearth record that I remember was so huge in the early 2000s. But even at the time, I was like, man, I don't think anyone's heard track seven on this. Stings, stings. (laughs) No, no one has. Yeah. True, true phenomenon. Like, that's kind of where my brain was going. And then I was going to say, you know, like, uh, even like, you know, no, again, no offense, but like maybe like the shy halutes of the world and stuff like that. I don't know how deep into, into those records people got. Uh, the, mm. the misanthropy pure, I, I want to say, uh, is goes on. It, it's my list of, of records that people just uh, disregarded without getting that deep in. But I don't blame them because, uh, Jeremy, you just came a little bit late for this. But I was just saying some of these records suffer from a sameness that you have to really love the genre. You can't be a casual. And, and so some of these I'm cutting down to make them for for lack of a better word, for filthy casuals. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yes, you have to be a diehard to be like, yo, I'm going hard on track 11 on this Metal Core record. Yeah, for fucking sure. So mm-hmm. do, you, do, you have a, do you have a suggestion d- d- that you want to add to this mix? Well, like I mentioned, there was like an, that Unearth record, I think it's called The Oncoming Storm. Again, I haven't listened to this record in 10, 15 years, probably, I think it came out in 2004, but that was the first time I remember listening to a record and thinking, Yo, these first couple songs really have have some fun to it, and then you know, by track six, I was like, I need to turn something else on. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You know, looking at the track list, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> the hit from that record is the fifth or the fourth song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was a, there was like a, a pretty big one in there, and they had a song in that called "Endless," which was on EP. And I remember that was big, but then they re-recorded it for the full length. God, why do I remember shit like this? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, if, if if you uh, if you have any more, uh, uh, feel free to text me. I appreciate appreciate you calling in, though. It's always nice to hear you. Uh, and yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm just chilling in Hollywood. So, you, so if you're uh, not scared of the COVID, you should uh, come through and engage uh, in, in a live setting next time we do one. Uh, it'd be fun to it'd be fun to come back on again. Definitely. All right, everyone, take care. Bye bye. Later, Jeremy. Later. Have a good one. Okay. Uh, nice. It makes a good so point. The, well, this is the thing, right? Like, there's we've talked about the the Caven record. Caven Records fucking awesome, but loses steam a little bit towards the second half. You know what I mean? He's not wrong. The metalcore records really front ended themselves a lot. You know what? Like until your heart stops. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, you could make that a four seven inch, four song seven. It might have to be a double seven inch because the songs are fucking mad long. But like yeah. the in between bullshit, like it's an LP in name only. Yo, yeah. I, I want to. You guys are much more familiar with the metalcore records of that time and metalcore records in general. 
but I will say this is an epidemic that hits punk and hardcore stuff for sure too. What separates classic records is is if your track seven, eight, nine, or ten is memorable and cool. You know, like think about that TUI record against the walls track nine or eleven, something like that. Like it's deep. Yeah. yeah, it's way deep. It's a it's a song that they have admitted. Like yeah, we don't. You know, we didn't really ever play that song. Um, and it's fucking excellent. Like if you want to write a classic record, the second half of your record better be strong too. Like that's, that's where you earn bones. Like, uh, doing this exercise I was going through cause I've been thinking about circle jerks a lot recently and, um, the band, not the activity. Uh, and, and like, yo, in my head, I'm like group sex while in the streets. That's really all you need. I was like, uh, you know what? There's some songs I'm wonderful. I like, I haven't listened to golden shower hits in a long time. So I went through and I was listening. I listened to golden shower hits. I'm like, there's like one and a half good songs on here. They're all too long. And then I was like, wait, let me listen to wild in the streets. I'm like, yo, wild in the streets. It's just the title track. Like there's a couple other good songs on there. Coup d'etat, I think's on there. Um, but then the rest of the record's not like group sex is a strong fucking record. Full stop. Like from front to back, that thing is strong. And, uh, and that was like, as I was going through my like initial list of records, it was funny how many that I went through. I was like, eh, I couldn't really make a great EP from this or I wouldn't want to cut stuff. Or I was like, there's just not enough material on here. But like the consistent thing was the greats have great material on the whole thing. You know what I mean? So right. uh, that's a lesson to be learned here. All right. Uh, so I think, all right, Patrick, you just did Harvest. I'm up. Yes, please. Okay. Um, Let's stay in the mid-90s. This one might be controversial. Shelter Mantra. Uh, let's call it. Um, what's not a mantra? Let's do shelter. Just, just a little chant. Just a little. Yeah, you know. shelter chant. Yeah, this is the chant EP. Um, side A, message of the Bhagavat. Banger. Yeah. Civilized man. Banger. Empathy. Ooh. Wild card. B side. Not the flesh. Okay. Surrender to your TV and you close on letter <laughs> Cor- to Corny, but good. Yes. Like, not the flesh, fast rager. Surrender to your TV, similar, has some good parts to it. You better pray every day. Like, no. and, and how you can't go wrong with letter to a friend. You know what I mean? No. You skip right. over the, tra- the title track. I did. And did you also skip over the that song that's legit a Youth of Today song? Uh, yeah. I always wanted more. I think that's Chance. That might be Chance. Yeah, I I he chose. Totally does the, I chose the Today voice. Yes, I chose not the flesh. He gets he gets pretty growly. Um, Wait, but oh. I was like, yes. G- give me these again. D- 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 okay, message of the Bhagavat. Yep. message of the Bhagavat. Civilized man. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I missed Civilized Man, and my first thought was, did Bob just skip Civilized Man? Let's. What, no, you can't. Crazy? You right. can't. You can't. It's the. I think there's probably other people who would. Let me see what. Let me see here. Empathy. Chance I skipped. Metamorphosis. Mm, appreciation. I thought about it. I like appreciation. Skipped. 
Me too. It's good. But I, I was, you know what it was? It was between appreciation and empathy. And it, empathy just had, like, it closed the side out better to me. Uh, and yeah, it's a good empathy. Uh, I also like that in my world where I'm the king. Yeah, like, part. Boom, I'm in. You know, what's the upside Yo, down on. video? I think that's it. Uh, uh, let no, me say this: no. or is that civilized? That might be. Here something. we go again. People, Did you pick? Here we go. I didn't. People don't say this anymore. People <gasps> don't say that. People don't say that George can't sing. Remember when people would say blacklisted? Oh, George can't sing, and then people would say Colin from fucking Twitching Tongues can't sing. All these mother. Th- yeah. This was like a narrative online for a while among haters. Like, oh, this motherfucker can't sing. This motherfucker. Listen, Ray can't fucking sing, and it is fucking awesome. He, it's charming. There's parts. There's part, yeah. There's parts of these albums that are borderline embarrassing, and he's Yo. but it's lit. Fuck your fucking can't it's, sing. It is. Here's the thing. If you can't sing, can't swing with such swagger and cocksuredness that no one can tell you you can't sing. Right. That's the trick. Yo, yo. This is his high watermark, this too, is, I think, for vocals. I agree, True. too. I think he shows some range. There's actually some video that I somehow stumbled on of uh of shelter playing like maybe a late night show or some weird tv thing or like a giant outdoor like festival and he's going for it kind of trying to like really hit the notes it's fine but like i rather i I just want him to go off like it works he's just got so much charisma um tom here we go there was certainly a time where this was my favorite song on the record but i was like you know what like uh, let me say this there was a time where this was my favorite song on the record i have to and i still like it a little hokey a little bit very hokey i I like it but i was like if i cut this i think we might have like i think if you go message the bog about civilized man empathy even the most classical shelter fan like quest for certainty fan is not getting weirded out you know what I mean? Yeah. The, there. And and then the 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 B side, not the flesh, surrender to your TV, mm-hmm. letter to a friend. This feels like that would all of a sudden be the shelter. Like we're moving on to a different place here, but here's our bridge. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna we're gonna ease you out. And and also, yo, if you can keep here we go appreciation, uh, chance mantra for the record after mantra ooh, all of a sudden maybe true. that's better and they can leave off the weird ska song that's true that's true or maybe she like maybe when he didn't he do a comp super soul he, did he do Jeff? super soul yep didn't he, he did a comp right mm-hmm. yeah what was super it called comp. rebirth yep. of hardcore 99 super soul comp. rebirth of hardcore yep. maybe throw one of these songs maybe hold on to one of these songs for four years <sighs> maybe hold on to chance ooh. and be like I still got it. Yo. And all you motherfuckers that are trying to do the youth crew thing, here's a toss off. So the on Rebirth of Hardcore, this is the weird thing. There's a sh- there is a shelter song in there, but it's indistinguishable from like a better than a thousand song. Like I think oh, it's okay. ju- it just but it's like it's good, it's fine, but it doesn't sound like shelter post this. So um I haven't heard that comp in twenty years. Uh Great saves the day song on there actually, uh, which is weird. Does that exist online? It does not on streaming, but but uh, there's tracks. Some of the tracks can be found, like the good tracks can be found. I'll I'll, I'll link it. you to some. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate. 
Who's Tom? Appreciation. I'm up next. All right, so we go in. Um, you guys can. I have two left. Okay. No, I have three left. Three? Yes. Yo, let's let's just let's we're we're we got a long boy. Let's let's save some and do either do a follow up or, or take it to Patreon or something. Sure. Okay. Also, keep in mind we're cutting ten minutes of this out. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's do. Let's do. Let's do another. We can bang out three if we don't. Let's do another round and see where we're at. And if we want to go for a fourth, I don't think we'll go to five because that will probably okay. be like two and a half hours. That works. Okay. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go metalcore then, oh, and then I'll finish it. out with hardcore. My metalcore. I'm going. Fuck. Which one am I going to do now? Now I'm all. I'm all torn. I'm going. I'm going. Um, life, love, laugh. Which is the new seven inch <laughs> from Unbroken? No. Um, so, so the Life Love Regret LP. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that Unbroken or any of my musical uh, releases at any point in my entire life, Unbroken, one of my biggest influences, mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands, is one of my favorite records. That being said, I came up with the Unbroken. Seven inch from the Life Love Regret sessions, we'll call that. Yes. So uh Pat and Bob, we're starting off. Uh side A, track one, D four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, necessary. Yeah. And I was trying to think also like you hit the needle on like you put the needle down. What's that first fucking thing you want to hear? So important. So important. You know what I mean? So I don't want like feedback necessarily or like a drum fill to start. Like I want it to be like fucking here we go. Um Song two on side A is End of a Lifetime. Hit. Um, you flip it over. Song one on track B, uh, track one on side B is Blanket. And then we close it out with Final Expression. You know what, Tom? I think that you just did the purest example of this exercise because I don't like this record and I would like this record if that was it. That, right. That's the exercise. I think you nailed it. That's so this is like this is like the <clears throat> this is the concentrated version. You know, like I don't know if you guys ever had this where uh, when I was a kid sometimes my mom would get concentrated orange juice aka it's frozen and you mix a bunch of water with it. Yes. Uh, oh god, it's, it's dark days my friends. Um it, this you just have the concentrate of this record, right? That's what this is. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, full transparency. As an adult, I've I've had concentrated co- uh, iced coffee that was not concentrated. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was fine. It's fine. Okay. All right. I'm with that. This I mean, it tastes the same. It's just fucking like it's gonna make your heart fucking burst out of your chest. <laughs> but I was all right somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. The coffee element. Yeah. That's just. It's just. They just uh, took some caffeine and added a little bit of coffee flavoring to it. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, that's Unbroken, Life of Some Regret. D4, End of a Lifetime, Blanket, Final Expression. All right. I, like I have a thought, too. Yeah. Hit us. Before we start. What about um, if we make a playlist of all of these? Mm, yeah. But separate playlists, like hear them as a 7-inch. Sure. I'm happy yeah. to put these together. Let's do it. Other than the coldest life stuff, because that doesn't exist online. But like, yeah. I would. Lo- I don't want to do like a full fucking 40 song. But like, I'm going to listen to fucking yeah, we'll this unbroken. Yeah, do, do it up and I'll make uh, I'll make simplified covers of the things to go along with it. It'll be a whole, All right, perfect. whole campaign. Cool. 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 
Pat, you're up. Okay, so my first theme was stuff that's just too dense for for somebody that's not in the genre. And my second uh, theme here for the day is albums that came after classic albums that are better than anybody gives them credit for, but would have been more effective in the band's career as an EP. Was that too convoluted or did that track for everybody? No, I'm it, it tracks. Say it again one second, one one more time for me. So these are records that came immediately post a band's classic oh, period. Yes. Okay. And would have made great transition EPs, but yes, were yes. just too much on the LP. Yes. So uh I'm going to, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do two real quick for this reason. One of them is not on Spotify, so we're not going to be able to make a playlist of this for people. I'm just going to say that integrity seasons in the size of days, uh, which we'll just call for the sake of this integrity size. Uh, it is this record. If you seasons boil it down inside of minutes, man, come on. The, thank you. Perfect. Perfect. If you boil this down to four songs, this is some of the best integrity material, period. But it's on a record that's just too much. It's just too samey, and it fucking alienates you. Yes. Uh, so I'm going, Rise, great song. Seven Sermons, great, great, great song. He's doing some crazy vocal stuff. Uh, Millennial Rain, which I don't love, but I put on as a concession to people that do love it. And uh, ATF Assault. And, yo, that is... Are we the Saren on there? I didn't do Saren. Saren, I think, is a is a bummer of a song. I think that's part of the reason that this that this record drags. I I I, I oh, think okay. that it is it's it's cool thematically and all that, but it just drags. Um, mm. he, here's the thing. These songs, particularly Seven Sermons, and ATF's Assault to a large degree, this, yo, know, you could play this. You could play those songs for somebody, particularly with the production on this record, and just tell somebody that this is a new crust band. And they'd be like, oh, it's pretty lit. It's, this is great. <laughs> this is great integrity material. It just came in this bloated package. So, uh, but that can appear on the Spotify. So I'm going to do, if you don't mind, fellas, I'm going to do uh, a quick, a quick one. Uh, Pat, can I interrupt for one second? Please. If you'd like to buy this Seasons in the Side of, Size of Days LP on Bandcamp, how much would you think it's a 12 song LP? What do you think they're charging for the digital album? Digital. Think about who's doing it and think who, what they would charge you for 12 songs. Think about integrity. Yeah. Think about what they would charge you for 12 songs. Let's play the guessing game. Patrick, you can guess first and I'll guess second. Well, let's, let's get the particulars. Uh, a liked, but not loved album of the band kind of entering the period that, uh, uh, be immediately before irrelevancy, not a celebrated record by any measure. Uh, and, uh, Oh, you're overthinking this. I don't think there's a ton of demand. No, I'm, I'm counting all the things against it. <laughs> and he's, why he's should factor? He's trying to list out factors for the audience. Got it. Here. Got it. it and, and why it should only be $12, but you're going to tell me it's more. So, I'm not going to bum myself out by speculating. I'm going to say twelve fifty. I'm going to say twelve seventy-five. You missed my my hint. They are charging for twelve songs six dollars and sixty-six cents. <laughs> you know what? That's really cool. Buy that. Everybody should buy this. I like this. 
That's like the you know how they do or more. It's the starting yeah. point is six sixty six. That's cool. That's cool. I I, I thought when that you maybe, hear you're is, right. it how, is it when you hear six six six? What's the first thing you think of? Is there anything that jumps to mind to you? Iron Maiden. Yes, same for me. Yeah, probably. And I'm not like Jimmy Iron Maiden, but like when I hear six six six, all I can go is the number, the of, number the beast. of the beast. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, good, good, good. Um, uh, you, you were going to go into your second one, Patrick. Yeah, I was. And this is uh, Earth Crisis Breed the Killers. Uh, this is, uh, Tom, I'm going to rely on you to, to cook up a fun name for this one. Um, Earth Crisis Breeders. Uh, so, <laughs> Kill the, the Breeders. Thing. Come on. This, this is when uh, Carl uh, went full on with this vocal style that he began on uh, Gamora Seasons. Uh, Gamora Season Ends. And uh, it is... It's really samey. It's it's brutally samey, and I say yes. this as a guy who loves loves Earth Crisis. But the, the you're already talking about a genre that some people write off as just chug, and by that by this period particularly, it's not fair to do that. There's some metal leads. There's some cool drumming. It's not fair, but it's chugs to some people. And then when the vocals are so similar, song to song you're going to lose people with a record that's like, I think this might actually be a long record. If one of you has uh, your computer in front of you. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, 14 songs, 48 minutes. Wow. Completely unnecessary. (laughs) Carve this down. Goddamn 14 songs. Carve it down to End Begins, the title track, Breed the Killers, One Against All. And uh, I think a lot of people would put Ultra Militants. I personally think it's the hokiest song I've ever heard. And bear in mind, I love Earth Crisis, but this is, that is a you fucking do. hokey song. So I'm going to go drug-related homicide. Uh, One Against All, I don't know if people have revisited the somewhat deep cut in the Earth Crisis discography. It's a fucking hard track. And, and I he, he's doing different vocal stuff on it. And it's fucking cool. Um, and do you and find it weird the that they included two? I'm sorry, two songs from the first seven inch on this. The, okay, that's my ecocide and no allegiance. Yeah, that's my argument against re-recording. Uh, it, it, uh, listen, I'm against both. I'm for Earth Crisis and a, uh, or I'm for Earth Crisis and against the penal system. And I still think Earth Crisis should go to jail for that. It's terrible. <sighs> I'm for Earth Crisis and against the penal system is one of your best quotes of all time. Um, (laughs) It really gets you at your essence. Um, Here's my question for you with this, the Kill the Breeders EP. Mm. If this was in place of Breed the Killers, because we've talked about it a lot, but it's been a while. When Breed the Killers came out, both of you, Tom, big Earth Crisis fan, but had they started losing you here or was this the spot where they started losing you a little bit? Quite honestly, they lost me at Gamora. Okay, that's right. Okay, but Patrick, you were still in. You you really really like Gamora's. Breed the Killers. Gamora, they start to lose you a little bit. Gamora's is uh, a seventy percent great record, uh, yep. and could have done could have done this exercise for that record as well. But I it would have been more difficult um, to cut, <clears throat> in my view. But still, would have made uh, you could make a perfect Earth Crisis record of some type out of Gamora's. Uh, this record is basically a mulligan in the Earth Crisis discography. I don't think people necessarily held it against them. If you were along for Gamora's, you were probably in for this. But it was really hard to get excited about. It's dense as fuck of the 
of sameish material. And okay. that's just unfortunate. Um, it, that said, Brian Murray, who, uh, again, listened to this track with tracks with me today. Uh, he was, this was his earth crisis record. This is when he got into the band and he has very fond memories of this. He thinks it's a much better record than I do. All right. It's funny. I don't think it's, this is a record that's literally not big in any way. Like yep. they went for it. Didn't happen, but hardcore kids don't like it either. Yep. It's not like, and no one's come around to this either. It's not like this isn't fucking suffer, whatever the, uh, yeah, suffer, Lord. survive. Yeah, no one came back to this and was like, you know what? This record's pretty good. This song, you probably picked four of the good five songs on here. Yep. Yeah, and you're not wrong. what I would urge is for everybody to check out these four songs. Tom will make the playlist. Uh, you might, there's going to be people that might really feel this, even if they don't. Like, I think Breed the Killers is an incredibly difficult entry point for somebody that you're trying yeah. to pitch on Earth Crisis. I think this would have been a totally it would have thrown people and the ep would have turned some people off oh oh, are they headed in a bad direction but on its own merits people would have been like still pretty good so Hmm. uh, i mean if i'm a kid at fucking Ozfest and i hear contain control to dominate i'd be like all right i'm in yeah oh sure but that's a hit but that's a hit uh and breed the killers is good one against all again, totally underrated. But you, you've got to. Firstly, sorry everybody. This is I'm no. Going this off is on this one. is what this is the activity. This is fun. Ultra militants is what's the time? Does anybody have it in front of them? It's like ultra four, militants. It's like four plus. It's fucking yeah. forever for a. Yeah, there's a, no need, bro. It's got fucking game four minutes chan- and forty three seconds. Fuck yeah, off. Fuck <laughs> off. One of my favorite yeah. bands of all time. Fuck off. Like yeah. brutal. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think that this would have been a, a fucking really eloquent uh, step towards this if they had not gone to, if they hadn't gone with the weight of an LP. Still would have lost some people, maybe even me, or maybe even I would have lost interest. But I bet that I would have been more psyched on the CP than I was on the LP. True. All right. All right. Um, <clears throat> yo, have we not done a band from New York yet? Uh, um, no, because we li- I live here. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig <laughs> deep. All right. I'm gonna dig all deep, right. and I'm gonna do a band that we all love. But I'm gonna pivot a little bit here. Um, Agnostic Front, Liberty and Justice Four, which is like so. Let's let's go through the AF discography. Not the whole thing, because it gets pretty long. Uh, but United Blood, the EP that's like classic, but it's not. It's kind of classic in that this thing is uh, so so roughshod that it's beautiful in the ugliest way possible. Victim right. in Pain, uh, hard to argue that it's one of the best and most important hardcore records of all time. Certainly one of the pillars of New York hardcore. Cause for Alarm. The uh, th- crossover thrash New York record that that uh, the highs are super high, and then you hit Liberty and Justice for, and it this is the least acclaimed of that bunch by a lot. Am I am I right about that? Yeah, I think it gets kind of overlooked between One Voice and and Cause for Alarm. To be honest, and, and also it comes around the time of the live record live at CBGB's. 
which serves as this kind of like, hey, it's got a couple songs from here and all the hits you want to hear. So I think it might have even, like AF might have overshadowed their new record by putting out one of the most important live punk hardcore records of all time. Bob, remind me. Didn't they do a Cause for Alarm one voice combo record? They did a, a Victim in Pain Cause for Alarm combo record. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I couldn't remember if they – so I was like, that would be weird if they just skipped over Liberty and Justice for all, no. you know, completely. Yeah. No. And and what's really interesting is that I really like Liberty and Justice for but, – but it doesn't have the highs of Cause for Alarm. Sonically, it's sort of similar – it's but it's it's not quite as shreddy and it doesn't have quite the leads but it's still doing that thing and they might have even honed in on the idea of like hey we're going to take like crossover metal leads uh some thrash stuff and then hit these like new york creepy crawl mosh parts you know they might even do that better on this record than they did on cause for alarm that said I picked four songs on the Liberty EP here. Oh, okay. Uh, Side A, Strength. Yeah. (laughs) Second song, Genesis. Yo, this is a song I don't think anyone thinks about with AF, and it's the reason, one, this record's overlooked, two, this song's overlooked. It it does everything I want in an AF song and has a really sneaky good mosh part. Like, when if if I play this for you right now, Tom, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, this song, it's great, it's great," you know. But it's this is a deep cut in the canon. Yeah, nobody's nobody's going. Oh, you know what? AF song is my favorite, Genesis. But it's it's a really good song. B side, Anthem. Enough said. Amazing. Yep. And I was like, you know what though? They close this record with Crucified, which is a cover. But it's become so part of AF. I was like, I can't leave it off. So. Four song EP, Liberty, Strength, Genesis, Anthem, Crucified. Boom. Done. Banger. And I think it would have played well. The other argument I was going to have, and that was maybe a follow up activity, is I think if you took Cause for Alarm and Liberty and meshed them together, you'd have a crazy record. Like crazy. Because I think, I think Cause for Alarm is an awesome record, but maybe I could cut two or three songs. And if I took the two or three best songs off Liberty and Justice, that then all of a sudden Cars Rama was like, yo, this is I can't even like this is unbelievable, you know? So uh so yeah, that's my AF seven inch. Boom. Big win. I think so. I think so. I can't wait to make these playlists and listen into them listen to them for myself. Yeah, I think they're I think they're strong. And it's like that's the big thing is like listening to these songs. I was like Yo, this would make me want to listen. This would make me want to hear what the rest of or what the next record is, which is yeah. always the goal with an EP. All right, Tom, and, you're up. Okay. Oh, oh wait, go Real ahead. Quick, Pat. I just want to say I, I was looking at this track list. You're not wrong. This is the most overlooked record in their first half of their career. This this is the it's one not by the band too. Yeah, I, yeah. See, that might be why then. That that makes sense. But I'm well, looking at I the mean, track crucified. Going, going. Oh, I. I don't, you know, these songs do not appear on it. <laughs> like, this is not like, no, nobody's so, so, mix for me. No, here's the thing. Live at CBGB's comes out a year after this, maybe. Let me see. And the yeah. track list. So you get strength, you get crucified, you get Anthem, you get Genesis. 
all four of the songs on my seven inch are the four songs they played. I didn't even know they played Genesis. You would know that Maybe. song, Tom. It's on live at CB. Oh, I know I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it I is, love it. It is deep cut. Yeah. Like it is deep cut. Um, it's got one of the best. I haven't like, listened to this record in a very long time. If we're being same, yo, honest. because it's not on streaming. Come on, man. Which is me saying, "Come on, man!" To whoever controls the rights to live. Oh, not even the live record. I'm saying Liberty and Justice. Oh. Like I just bought the the that Bridge Nine has the live record, yeah. dude. These records, Liberty and Justice, is really, really good across the board. Like I think they before this deep dive, before this visit, and sitting with it. I was like, oh, it's kind of more of a return to form for AF. It's like, it's like, okay, here's Victim in Pain. It's raging fast, hardcore. Cause for alarm. They go crossover. Uh, Liberty and Justice is kind of halfway between those. And it kind of is, but it's a lot more like a bookend to Cause for Alarm than it is like a continuation of Victim in Pain, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yo, AF, what a fucking band. The best. The best. All right, Tom, you're up. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trade spots with Bob. Mm. It, it all depends. I mean, this, this is the age old question, and we talked about this on the podcast several times. Um, full transparency, I love the Jersey Shore. Mm. I lived there for a while by my own volition. Mm, yeah, great place. I would move back there tomorrow if I could. Um, so this is not a slight against um one of the home hometown teams. Yeah. Um, but I did a vanishing point mm. EP. Okay, let's hear it. Kind of tough, but and also because it's not, uh, they're not straight. This is what they did again. the The demo twelve inch and and vanishing point are not streaming separately. No, they have the compilation, the the discard, the matchless compilation, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, but I, to me, I think if I if one thing, you know, maybe I'll bring this up again when we do another episode. If you're going to do that, why don't you have them on there twice? I, yeah. My, my, There's no harm in no, it. No, my argument is always um, discography. Do what you're going to do. If you want to remaster it, try to bring the levels up, make it sound nice, whatever. I try, try to preserve it as much as possible. But don't omit things. You know, have it be the record as it is, but don't don't like oh we're gonna choose this over th- that you know, right? Or, and, or have it like have the demos twelve inch up there, and have Vanisher Point up there separ- as separate tra- in- entities, and then if you want to put Matchless, if someone just wants to do a fucking full dive, yeah, yes, then they can do that. Correct, you know, correct. I, I love my, the so. I love the splitting up. Yeah, yeah, you know, like because I think one away did that too because they had that comp that came out with all. The first three records. It's dense. It's hard right. to get through. Not not hard right. to get through. But they it's also hard to have the f- sort through rather. Yeah, yeah. And like, what starts when? You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So my um uh, what's uh, vanished. vanished? Yeah, v- the vanished. Yeah, vanished EP. Um, side one, song one, a lot to learn. Yep. All time classic. Yep. Um, song two, over the edge. Over the edge. So good. Yep. Uh, side, they have longer songs than you would imagine. They, it's yes, a lot to learn. Four and a half minutes. Yep. Fuck. Uh, yeah, but it, it works. Mm-hmm. Side B track one back to back, which is literally one of my favorite hardcore songs mm-hmm. ever. Um, and then I, this is where 
I was going to to confer with Bob because I almost needed his help. Do I go? So I've made my choice. Okay. Yes. But I was I was really torn between underdog the song, okay, or mass movement. But I went mass movement to end this end the seven inch on like a cool vibe. Okay, cool. I'm with it. I think it really depended on how you wanted to go there, because love mass movement. They did not apparently they didn't play that song until they started doing reunions when they realized like no no all these people love the song mass movement. Like apparently they yeah. never played it back in the day. Um, I love that song. So, all right. Uh, let me see. And can I make a recommendation? Sure. Anyone who's home and bored, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're looking for something to watch on YouTube. Recently, so there was a, a show in either 05 or 06, which is funny because now it makes it, it seem old, but I feel like I was just there. <laughs> it was like last week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels literally like not even like being like, in my day. Like I literally feel like I was like, oh, that was like five years ago, right? No, it wasn't. Um, there was an underdog killing time show at CB's. Yeah. One of the like the last shows of, I think it must have been 06 because it was before they closed for good. I think I was at that show. Yeah, it's a good show. The one that I sent you, the, the video yeah. of of – Swank jumping off something that I've never seen someone jump off of yes. at CBS. Watch both of those sets. Underdog set from that show is still legitimately one of the best things I've awesome. ever seen in my entire life. Super awesome. Fucking amazing. I'm going to like fucking, you know, as an older, thicker gentleman, Richie up there with the fucking camo pants and the fucking cut off Met shirt, sleeveless Met shirt. I might steal that idea. Yo, he he had a good look at those shows. Really good look. It was like he was like putting, you know, he was putting out the heart, the core energy. Now he wears like, hey, I got a nice polo on. But then it was kind of like, I'm still fucking Richie. <laughs> I'm Richie Numbskull. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, but they were, they, they, dude. They, it was so good. The was vibe awesome. was awesome. Yeah. He looked fucking stoked. And this is before this is I forget the guitar player's name, but like the the stage was so crazy. He's literally like, you ever like watch those rock bands that have like a uh, like a backup guitar player that like plays behind the drummer behind like the bass amp? Yeah, sure. That was him. The front was like was Russ and and Richie, and the guitar player was like in the back because it was so wild. But I, it will bring a smile to your face. You can watch. Um, Chris from Western Massachusetts yeah. get tangled up in the cord and then picked up by Cousin Joe from New York City yes. like a baby, Yes, which Morgana brought up recently, still makes him want to fucking run into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Pat, even if you're not an underdog guy, I think you are. But dude, watch this set. It's fucking it's a religious experience. I'm kind of a, I'm kind yeah. of a Richie guy. Um, Richie's wonderful. Dude, you love this. This is him and his fucking straight edge, and oh, it's awesome. He's wonderful. What a legend. I'm looking at, (laughs) I'm looking at uh, uh, his uh, his credits right now. And are you aware that he sang on a on he did guest vocals on a Deadsy song in 2002? I knew about it when I did merch for Deadsy in 2003. (laughs) Well. For anybody that true. I just dropped that knowledge on, my mind is blown. Do you know the deal with Dedzy? Uh, it's somebody's son, is it? It's not? somebody related to somebody cool. I think it's Cher's son, maybe. Oh, that might be right. Maybe. 
Yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, Elijah uh, often calls the band an art project or yeah. art movement, complete with manifesto and visual iconography. Well, uh, you mean Elijah Almond, the son of Cher and Greg Almond? Yeah, kind of, that, they kind of had an end. Yeah, um, yeah, I did merch for them at the the whiskey or the Troub- the Troubadour uh, in two thousand three or early two thousand four. Fun time. Weird. Sounds awful. Right? Uh, no, it wasn't they were it wasn't bad. I got paid well and it was fine and you know, the band wasn't great, but whatever. Um yeah, I'm trying to find this video. Yeah, that that underdog killing time show you speak of. I'm pretty sure I was I think I think that's oh five. You know, the only reason why I think it, it was oh six because he's because Richie goes, next month is Gorilla Biscuits. Uh, no, and August of 06 was, I thought, but was the, the 2005 Gorilla Biscuits at Seabees, right? Uh, there were those two, the, that's the, right. They did, that one, they did one of those benefits, yeah. Okay, yeah, it is. It's so it's 2005 because my pops was still alive. Um, because I, after the underdog show, me and Joey from Righteous Jams drove down from Mass, I was helping him screen shirts, drove down, went to that show, and he drove me to Brick after the show dropped me off as the sun was coming up and I believe he drove back to Boston uh, which is just so people know New York to Boston's five hours oh I mean with traffic with traffic yeah. uh, but brick is just an hour and 30 minutes further drive so shout out to my my good friend Joey uh, and then I think I went to sleep for a few hours, and then my dad gave me a ride to the Philly airport, and I flew back to California. Um, oh, wow. Because yeah, yeah, this is right before – I think it was July 3rd, 05 then. Yep, that sounds right. Oh, Great. yeah. Great. That makes sense. How weird. What a – Why do I remember these things? That – what is that about? That might have been – all right. Anyways, that was a wild time. That was also around some of those big – maybe that was right after Planet Mental weekend too. I don't remember. Um that's wild. All right. Uh, let me. So, Tom, you just did underdog. Yo, I, um, I'm i good with that. Like, for me, I can't cut anything off this record. Like, it's a perfect record to me. But there's sure. people who are going to be like, ah, the reggae stuff loses me. There's a lot of people who I know the production throws them off on this record. I actually love the production because it's like, I can't think of another record, let alone hardcore record, that sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, not to be that guy, yeah. but I preferred the demos. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people but did, you know? Just some of the songs they left off the LP, Say It To My Face, Frontside Grind. I knew that, like, I just love, that's the first shit I heard oh, yeah. from them. I remember buying that 12-inch from, what the fuck was that guy's name? Matt something that owned a record store in, like, central New Jersey. Fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Matt Gar, Matt Gard, yeah, uh, who did he did uh, Radio Riot fanzine, and he did have a record store. Yes, we went to his store, and like he brought he let us come in like way after midnight when we after we played at WFMU. Yep, and us and CR went and like he was like have at it, man, Get, take whatever you guys want. Like we bought it, obviously, but like we just went like record shopping at like one o'clock in the morning yep. at Matt Gard's record store, and this is I remember buying that twelve inch and be like, this is the coolest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that was. Um that was the record store in Highland Park, I believe, which is kind yeah. of fucking cool. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it was a important record store for a while. Um, 
shout out Radio Riot fanzine. If anybody's looking for a cool zine, it started out as a single page. He did a giant collection of them. It was awesome. Basically starts documenting New York hardcore like 90-ish. It's cool. Um, all right, PK, you got one more? Uh, I got I got one more. Go for uh, it. And I also, but you tell me, I've also got suggestions from friends of this podcast. So we can go either which way. If you want me to save, uh, hold on to one, I can do that. Uh, or I can. Why don't you hold uh, one and do suggestions? How about this? Let me do one more because you did four. Tom did four. I'll do my fourth. Then we can do a little suggestions, and then we'll save some and, and take it to either a second episode or do some Patreon with it. Done. Cool. Awesome. Um, this one. Oh, see, I have a couple. I don't think either of these is going to matter to you guys very much. <sighs> Far side rigged. That's what I'm going to do. Um, not so. So my I love Farside, as has been discussed here. I really like Rochambeau. I really like the self-titled EP. I love Monroe Doctrine. I like Rigged. I think if Monroe Doctrine, which came out in '99, came out when Rigged did, which I think is '95 or '94, something like that, that Farside would have exploded. This record is cool. It's sort of, and <clears throat> we've talked about it. It's post hardcore, but not post hardcore. It's alternative, but it's not alternative like what was popular. It's like, it's not, it's too hardcore and it's too punk for indie rock. So it hits this weird space where it was okay to like it. And they played probably mostly hardcore shows, to be very honest. But it's not, you know, like this is not like the hardcorest of records. Um, we're, it's rigged. We'll call it rig, the rig EP. <laughs> uh, side A, square one, an audience. I think square one's probably the my favorite song on here. Side B, gesture, and silver anniversary. Um, I, I, if either of you is familiar at all, please talk to me about it. But But I think this is kind of one of those cases where there's a couple really nice high points on the record and then a lot of songs that are okay, but mm-hmm. it's not a high energy record as a whole. So it's almost like if you condensed this and just took the very best songs and did an EP, it would do more for the band than a full length. That's kind of like, Oh, it's pretty good. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a pose dog when it comes to far side. I only really fuck with the Monroe doctrine. Yeah. Which it me and everybody else probably. It's the it's their best record. It's sort of weird. It's like Tom. It's like if if uh, it's like if LeBron James never won a championship till last year. It's like oh shit, you've been a band for you've been a, a player for seventeen years and you just won your first championship. Good on you, you know. So right, right. You know, yo, I'll use my favorite quarterback of all time. It's John Elway winning two Super Bowls as he goes out. It's cool. It certainly helped his legacy, but it's like, oh, he was good, but when he was really good, he was losing Super Bowls. That's Farside's best record came out at the end of their career when like they're kind of just like, yeah, we like doing this band, but we're not. Like they they were on the they were on the and this is from the outside. They were at the time, quote unquote, old. You know what I mean? They'd done. They'd been doing yeah, the band yeah. for nine years, ten years almost. You know, 
And yeah, Rochambeau was about 92. Right. And I, they were a band in like 90. Before that. Yeah. Right, right, right. They were like reason to believe, like back that, like oh, before. Yeah. Like 89. That, the like first that show era. might be, yeah. you know, like their stories. I think they're f- one of the things that they, they caught the attention of someone when they were playing like the, the old country club in LA and uh, in Reseda, I think. And because the dude Popeye has such a unique voice, I think it caught someone's attention. It was like, oh, this is really cool. But for whatever reasons, like I think these dudes were doing other things in life. Monroe Doctrine's this fucking like incredible, cool record. It's got a lot of energy, a lot of different stuff going on. And like I said, I think if that comes out in 95 and they're able to be like, oh, we're 22-year-olds going on tour. Let's fucking do this. 24-year-olds going on tour. But it's right. like, oh, we're, we're 30-year-olds. Yo, that might sound different in 2020 but but for them like i saw them on monroe doctrine tour it was awesome but they were in a different phase they were like oh yeah this is cool we're gonna do a u.s tour and that's it <laughs> you know we can't we're not gonna we, we got yeah. day jobs to get back to so yeah i saw them on a tour i don't know if it was that tour they did like a i feel like it was fast break it was uh far side fast break saves the day get dynamite Kid Dynamite might have played some of the shows. They played the Long Island yep, show. I bet Kid Dynamite played that. Nerve Agents played some of the shows. It's kind of a big thing. But I mean, that's, and this was like, they were like headlining the show, but it wasn't their show anymore. No, that's, and I think that was, was kind of the energy. Like, I think, but as you've discussed, Farside 94, 95, they were in the conversation. Like, they were a band. Everybody knew who they I wanna, were. Yeah. You know? but, yeah. But I, hey, Pat, you, wanna, you want me to tell you something that's going to be like, fuck you? Sure. That's going to make you say that? Would love it. All right. So Rigged has 10 songs on it. Mm-hmm. 10 songs, you know, hardcore Jace. Mm-hmm. How long do you think these 10 songs are altogether? <sighs> Over under. Um, if it's more than 30 minutes, just get the fuck out of here. 54 minutes, seven seconds. 54, yeah, get the right, fuck out of here. Right. Get the fuck out. It hurts. It hurts, yo. <laughs> Yo, all right. <laughs> I'll bring up another record really quick here because this plays in so big. In the, in an effort for this, I was like, oh, you know what I haven't listened to in a long time? Dead Kennedy's Frankenchrist. Wow. Right. And I was like, okay, let me listen. I had a nice time listening to it. I enjoyed it. But my my final say on it was um the song Hell Nation, which is the second song on the record is two minutes and 22 seconds long. I really like the song, but I could probably shave off 20 to 30 seconds. It's a 10 song LP. How long do you think this record is? I cheated. So okay. I you can't answer. answer Pat. How long do you think this record is? 10 songs, 10 songs, a dead Kennedy's record. Yep. Yeah. Again, if it's over 30 minutes, I, I I'm depressed. How about 45 minutes and 12 seconds? Here's the song. Necessary. Brutal. 418, 222, uh, 524, 550, 506, 406, 425, 337, 341, 623. Motherfucker. So this is a conversation with Andy and Dave. I was like, yo, like all of these songs are too long. Like the two minute and 22 second song. I'm like, I could shave 30 seconds and it would be good. And they had some interesting shit going on, but like, Holy shit. Like what was, and we, we kind of got to the point where we're like, you know, they're trying to do different things. I have a feeling that Jello was kind of of the mind. Like he wanted to use these essentially as like vessels for his 
whatever ramblings at that point. So it's like, no, I need this song to be longer. I have eight more lines to go, you know? Uh, so yeah, yo, um, long records are a curse, man. You just can't do it. Don't do it. Brutal. Don't do it. All right. Um, this was super fun. Do you want to, do you want to throw out, throw out two friend suggestions, Pat, and save the rest for a Patreon? Sure. So, uh, Brian Murray, who has been a guest on this podcast, uh, says, uh, buried alive death of your perfect world could be cut down to nothing at all. Kill their past and poison seeds. And he says nothing else, not a note of other music. Um, I've heard other people say I something ha- similar. That that's like the core of the record. And then a friend of this podcast who I don't think has been on this podcast, uh, but we did pump his his new podcast recently is uh, Andy Rice, who says, "Modern life is war, my love, my way." Hope, conspiracy, end note. Most precious blood, nothing in vain, and sinking ships disconnecting could all be sliced down to EPs. <laughs> hey, Andy, how about you? Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, you know what? Though, yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't necessarily. If I can speak on my own please. behalf, if I may defend myself, let me look at the track listing here. Pat, you'll probably agree with him because you're a fucking asshole. But mm. um, let me see. So if we did nothing in vain as an as an EP, I mean, then all right. So if we go, Pat, you know the songs, right? Well, I, do. I, dude, I don't know if we. Could, well, okay. So what would you strike from here? How about we do this, Bob? Can you can you um let me do this for a minute? Oh, please. Uh, I was I couldn't think of the word. I was like, can you let me embellish for a minute? But that's not the word. <laughs> um, lesson zero. Keep that would make the cut. Yep. Apparition? Maybe not. Sincerely? Maybe not. Sincerely may not make it. Yeah. An effigy? I like it a lot. The knot? 100% keep. You should have stuck with the demo version. The lantern? Also a hit. Also a hit. Uh, how You'd have to tell me how long that one is. That one might go long, but I think it's worth it. Uh, quite honestly, none of our songs were long. Okay. Um, that song goes two minutes. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, this is a 12 song, 28 minute record. I'm killing it. All right. Morphine. We'd skip it. That's fine. Skip it. Cut it. Um, and the band played on, I'd be happy to skip. Yeah, see, come I with May. Sure. I think that's a good one, but come what may is better. So if that. you want to, if you want to keep, if you want to get rid of band played on and, and keep come what may come, what may is good. Heroes and conspiracies. This is not my favorite song on this record. I don't love this one the way that I think some people do. People do like it though. Song mm-hmm. of Siren definitely that shouldn't even have made the record. And No Place Like Home is an indecision song. All right. Yeah. That would be a really really good 5 song 7 inch. Yes it would. If I may be so bold. I mean like looking at that like that's not I mean I'm I not think, embarrassed of this record. No, this is a this is a very good record, but if we're just going to prune it down to like actual perfection. Yeah, and that's fine. All right, uh, Andy suggested his own band's record, Sinking Ships Disconnecting. I'll do this for them. Uh, you do the opening track, Give Up. The second song, Auburn. Third track, Next Time I Go. Uh, that's your A side of the 7-inch. The B side would be... Um, oh, what is the song? Um, I think you do Daisy... Uh, that was a big... You're going to do Ghost Story and shadows and you might call it a day right there yep 
And that's, that's a record I, I do tr- truly like. And there might be one other song, but I think if you do those five songs, you have the record. Or those Agreed. one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's five. Yep. Um, I'd have to revisit EndNote. I haven't listened to it in a very long time. I don't think there's too much fat on it, but he's probably right that there's no, probably, I feel like that's there, but there's probably some samey stuff. Samey is, I don't know how you guys felt, but samey to me was, yeah, samey to me was the kiss of death. Like, okay, let's cut it. So if we go modern life is war, let's see. Um, breaking the cycle. Sure. Um, late bloomers, clarity war, uh, by the seas, a great song. First and Ellen is a hit. Yeah, no, this could be a good, a great four song, seven inch. And it's funny because all these records I'm looking at. So, like, our record is 12 minutes and 28 seconds, or 12 songs, 28 minutes. This is 12 minutes, 28, 20, 12 songs, 28 minutes. Same thing with EndNote. None of these songs, none of these records really outstay their welcome. No. But it also was telling that we're still willing to cut those down. Yeah. No, course. I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing. I think on almost any record that goes, like, I think the Singing Ships record is five, seven, nine, zero, 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 zero. they're not clocking in over. 28 minutes like this is like most hardcore records do it right they don't go too long they don't kill you with it but once you start crossing 30 minutes you're in trouble man. yeah like you're playing fast music or even you know mid-tempo for our world like damn like you can't i don't i mean i love certain like heavy and or like whatever metalcore whatever i'm not trying to hear anything over 30 minutes correct for sure you know very few bands can hold your attention Guys, uh, you know what it is next week? You guys ready? What is it? Hardcore Festivus. I got a lot of problem with you people. (laughs) And you're going to hear about it.